with Jesus. Tell him all about the situations. Amen. He will hear our fainted cry. He will answer by and by. Amen. God always answers. He says, you have not because you ask not. Amen. You're going to receive. Just hang in there. I promise you. He that will come will come and will not tarry. The just has got to learn to live by faith. Man, I mean, the days are just so beautiful. Amen. God is so good. Amen. All the time. And so we want to worship him more and more and more and continue to keep him elevated. Amen. So we want to get in our Bible study again tonight. Amen. And I'm excited. Amen. I don't know about you, but I... I get excited about these lessons and what God is bringing out for us and trying to help us. You know, he wants us to, to be what he desires of us. And he wants us to, to in this, walk in this way and live in this way. Amen. So we've been talking about this new walk that God has placed on us. Amen. And the Bible says there in Colossians 1.10 that you might walk worthy of the Lord unto all pleasing being fruitful in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God, that you might walk worthy. Amen. And we've already seen in our study that the word walk here means to live and conduct one's life. Amen. See, we've, we've got to realize God wants us to live. Amen. He wants us to know how to live. He wants us to know how to conduct ourselves in this vessel. Amen. As Paul told the church at Thessalonica, he says that every man should know how he should ought to be able to possess this vessel. Amen. We have got to live, brothers and sisters. Amen. This is probably one of the most exciting journeys you will ever get to take. Amen. This, I mean, there's just so much beauty in it all as you begin to study God's Word. And you, even in our trials and our circumstances, amen, we should be able to see what God is doing and what God is taking us through and what God is, is bringing us out through. Amen. And, you know, like we already know, Solomon has already told us in Ecclesiastes, amen, that there's a time and a season for every purpose under the heaven. So knowing that, amen, I'm just going to walk through my seasons and, and allow God to lead me and, and carry me wherever he desires because I know I have his promise that he's not going to leave me. And he's not going to forsake me. Amen. So we got to live. Amen. And so as Christians, we've got to learn how to live. We, we don't want to walk around like Eeyore, you know, uh, with his head down all the time following Pooh. We need to have the attitude of Tigger, you know. Tigger is just bouncing all over the place, you know. He's, he's excited about everything. He's, he wants to have fun, you know. And that's what life should be about is joy, unspeakable, and full of glory. Amen. So we've got to learn how to live. So how should we live? You know, how should we live? What does God's Word tell us how we should live? Well, Luke tells us in verse chapter 20, verse 38, that we should live our lives, excuse me, under God. Luke 20, verse 38. He says we should live, amen, for he is not a God of the dead, he's a God of the living. And so, for well, all live unto him. So we should live ourselves. Remember what Peter says now, when you look at First Peter chapter 4, verse 1 and 2, Peter says we should not live the rest of our lives here, amen, 
excuse me, in this flesh, amen, serving the flesh, he said we should live the rest of our lives, verse 2, uh, to who? To God, but to the will of God. Amen. We should be focusing on God. We should be thinking, okay, what should I be doing for God today? How should I live and conduct my life and conduct myself so that God is well-pleasing to me? So Paul and Luke and Peter and all the writers, they're trying to help us to understand how we should walk. Now, Romans six eleven tell us, amen, that we was risen to walk in newness of life and to be alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. So we want to stay alive, amen. We want to keep ourselves motivated in the things of God. Amen. Living according to God's way and God's will here. Amen. And this life. Now, Peter also tells us in 1 Peter 2, 9, he says, You are a chosen generation. You are royal priesthood. You are a holy nation. You are peculiar people that you should show forth the praises of him which has called you out of darkness unto his marvelous light. You wasn't a people before, but now you're the people of God. So if I'm the people of God, how should God people act? How should God people conduct themselves? Now I flip back and I look what came with my spirit, what came with the Holy Ghost. God's people should be walking in love. We should have a love for God more than anything else. Amen. When I think of the goodness of Jesus and all he's done for me, my soul cries out, hallelujah, and I thank God for saving me. I should have my love for God. Nothing should come between me and God. Amen. I should be excited every time I hear the name of Jesus. Every time I somebody mention the things about God, I should be excited. Amen. I don't care where it's at. If somebody gets baptized in Jesus' name, we should rejoice. If somebody, amen, come out of darkness and just repent at the altar, we should get excited, amen. Because the Bible tells us that heaven rejoices over one sinner that repent. So we should get excited about the things of God, the things that we hear, the things that God is doing, amen. So we should have a love for the things of God and love for people, amen. We should be excited. We should be moved with compassion just like Jesus said was. Amen. We see all these uh, people out in the street. We should be moved with compassion. Amen. To see them saved. We should be on our knees saying, God, turn their hearts to you. God, move upon their hearts. Let them see how stupid they are, how foolish they are. Move upon them. Amen. To bring them out of darkness and to the marvelous light. Amen. If We should have more prayer. Our knees should be sore. Amen. From so much prayer as we look at our world today. Because the Bible says the Lord is not willing that any should perish, but that all should come to repentance. So as a child of God, I should be interceding, right? Amen. For the whole wide world. Amen. I don't want to see any of them perish. I don't want to see any of them go to hell. I want to see them saved. Amen. And that's why we should be conducting ourselves. We should have love. We should have joy. Our joy should be bubbling over. Amen. 
We should have peace. We should be walking in peace and living in peace. There should be peace all around us uh, because he's the prince of peace. Amen. And if he's in me, then I've got to have peace. You remember what Paul told the church at Philippi in the fourth chapter, right? He says, rejoice evermore. And again, I say rejoice. Let your moderations be known to all men that the Lord is at hand. He said, be careful for nothing, but in everything, with prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made on to God. And the peace of God, which passeth all understanding, will keep your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. Amen. We'll have that peace. No matter how much turbulence uh, is coming into your life, you can sit on the ship just like Paul did. Amen. In Acts 27. You remember, everybody was afraid they was going to die. Paul is is calm. He's he's collect because see Paul had a promise, amen, from God that Paul you're going to go to Rome. You're going to Rome. So when God tells you you're going to do something, guess what? There ain't nothing going to happen to you until it comes to pass. So you need to get that promise uh, that he's given you. you. Maybe it was years ago. Maybe it was months ago. But you need to cling to it because there ain't nothing going to happen to you as long as you walk with God until it comes to pass. So when everybody was all tired and fearful, Paul just stood up and said, Sir, be of good cheer. <laughs> he says, I believe God. It's going to be just like he told me it was going to happen. Amen. And that's the attitude. We've got to learn how to walk in peace. Amen. If everybody else want to fight and argue and everything else, we still walk in peace. Amen. Walk away. <clears throat> Keep your mind stayed on him. And what? He'll keep you in perfect peace. That's where it is, man. You just got to keep your mind. Isaiah 26.3, you got to keep your mind stayed on Christ. All the things going on right now in the world, don't lose focus. Do not lose focus. Stay focused. What did Paul say in Colossians 3? If you've been risen with Christ... Seek those things where above, where Christ is seated on the right hand of God. Amen. Set your affections on things above and not on things of this earth. So we, we, the fruit of the Spirit should be an operation in our lives. We should have patience. We should have goodness and gentleness and faith and meekness and temperance. Amen. We have to learn how to walk. Number two on your paper there, we're talking about work, walking circumspectfully tonight. Notice. Amen. Ephesians five fifteen and 16. Paul writing to the church at Ephesus here. He says, see then that you walk circumspectfully, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time because the days are evil. You think your days are evil? Hello? Pretty evil out there right now, isn't it? So how should we walk? We should walk circumspectfully. We should be diligent. The ideally here is that we are to take special precautions to guard against the temptations around us and to live as they ought 
as they have been taught. Amen. God has taught us in his word how we should live. Amen. So we have to be on guard. We have to be cautious. Amen. And take precautions against the temptations that are going to come against us. There will be temptations coming to pull you. You remember what Paul told Timothy in the fourth chapter of 1 Timothy 4. He says that this know also, amen, that in the last days here, he said, the Spirit speaketh expressly, amen, that some shall depart from the faith, giving heed to seducing spirits and doctrines of devils. Amen. First Timothy 4.1. Notice, he said, the Spirit is speaking expressly. So we have to be on guard. Amen. He told the, the uh, seducing spirits and doctrines of devils here. Amen. So we have to be careful. We have to learn how to walk. There's many snares. There's many booby traps. There's many pitfalls that the enemy is setting to try to trip the children of God. Amen. So we have got to be on our best behavior and be watchful. Amen. We've got to be diligent. We've got to be alert. Paul says to the church of Corinthians and 2 Corinthians 11 verse 3, he says, I fear, lest by any means as the serpent beguile Eve through his subtility, so your mind will be, uh, I mean, corrupt through the simplicity that is in Jesus Christ. Amen. We have to be careful. How does Satan get Eve? He had a conversation with him. Let me tell you, Satan is going to be in every place that you don't think he is at. <laughs> he watches you. He's going to be there. Now, in that same chapter, if you look at the 14th verse, Paul says, no marvel. He says, Satan has transformed himself into an angel of light. Verse 15, he says, so don't marvel that his angels, ministers, is transformed into the ministers of righteous who shall be according to their works. Amen. So we have to be careful here. We got, we got to walk circumspectfully. We've got to be diligent. We got to know what God's word says so that we know how we walk. See, I got to know how to conduct myself. I got to know how to live so I'm not drawn into the snares and the trap of the enemy. See, Eve got into a conversation and an argument, basically, if you want to put it that way, a debate with Satan about the tree. See? But he slipped one in on her when he says, you know what, Eve? He says, God know you ain't going to die. He says, he's holding something back from you. And notice what the scripture says. When she saw that the tree was good for food, it looked good, and would make you wise, she took. He, she had enough conversation, and I've seen it so many times in my 30-something years in the church. Good apostolics that are supposed to be steadfast and immovable, you know, all of a sudden they get out there and they get into a, ba a debate with, with a, a pastor of another church. You know, and the pastor began to, you know, come after him kind of hard. 
to make them doubt. And as a result, they start questioning themselves. They start questioning their beliefs. You know, he slipped one in and says, you mean to tell me that you think that you're the only ones going to heaven? You think you're the only ones got the truth? You think God is that small? Stand fast in the liberty wherein Christ has made you free and be not entangled again with the yokes of bondage. Amen. So we have to be cautious. We have to be alert. Amen. Paul is saying here, walk not as fools, but as wise. See, we, we've already studied in, in the book of Proverbs. Now, we've already seen last week when we were studied in Proverbs what it says. When wisdom is in your heart and knowledge is pleasant, discretion will keep you and understanding will preserve you. You've got to have the wisdom and knowledge of God. Wisdom and knowledge comes with the Spirit of God. Amen. You got power. You got might. Amen. So, therefore, you need to use it. You've got to study God's Word. You've got to know what His Word has said. God's Word of 1 Psalms 119, 105 says, His Word is a lamp unto my feet. Uh, it is a light unto my pathway. The entrance to God's Word, give it light. Amen. And so we have to learn how to walk as wise. Amen. Not as fools. Amen. Fools don't know what they're doing. Amen. What does Proverbs, I mean, Psalms 14, 1 say? The fool is said in his heart, there is no God. Amen. We have to be aware. David says in Psalms 57, he says, my heart is fixed. My heart is fixed, O God. I will arise and give praise and give thanks. Wake up, Psalm Street. Wake up, heart. Amen. I'm going to praise God. You find David is constantly talking to himself when he's going through things in his life because he's learned how to live. See, when you're going through things in your life, if you have learned how to live, you know you don't stay in a depressive state. You know you don't back away from the things of God. You know to praise God because that's where your joy and your strength is. Amen. You've got to get up. You can't sit in that state when you're going through things because if you do, it's going to weigh you down. That's what the enemy wants more than anything is for you to sit there and do nothing. Amen. All my years in the military, they taught me, man, when you're first captured, that's the best time to escape. As soon as captured, it says escape. Make a way to try to escape. You might get captured again. You might get beat, but still try to escape. You never know. You know, you might get away. But if you sit there and do nothing, it gives them more opportunity to put you into a position that you can't escape. See? And that's what the enemy likes to do. He gets you down just a little bit. You make a mistake, and he wants you to stay there. You know, that's why you're having a, your own personal altar. That's why you built your altar. So you can go, as the song said, let us have a little talk with Jesus. Tell God what you did wrong. You know? He'll he'll forgive you. He'll hear your fainted cry. He'll answer by and by. 
Amen. We have an opportunity to come to him and to repent of our sins and ask him to forgive us of our sins and then pick yourself up. And like he told the woman at the well, amen, I mean the woman that caught in adultery, just don't do it again. Don't sit there and beat yourself up over some stupid mistake. Amen. Be excited that God is just going to forgive you. So we have to learn how to live. So we don't want to walk as fools. We want to walk as wise. Not as the people of this world live and indulge in foolish pleasures and desires, but as those who have been taught to understand heavenly wisdom and who have been taught truly wise, have made truly wise. We must be careful and attentive to ourselves lest we fall into temptation and a snare and to many foolish and hurtful lusts which drown men in destruction and predictions. Amen. Be attentive to yourself. Paul says to the church, amen, in Second Corinthians, he says, examine yourself. Whether you be in the faith, prove your own self. Know you not that Christ is in you. He said, but I trust you know he's there. If not, you're a reprobate. But I trust you know you're not a reprobate. Man, you you think God is going to save you and then you become worthless? Think about how much gold is in you. Amen. All heaven and earth. All power. Amen. It's in you. See? So you got to learn how to live with what you got. See? That's why when James and John says, Lord, you want us to call down fire? He said, whoa, 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 whoa. You don't know what power you are. You know, you know what power you've got? Amen. So use it for the right reason. Get wisdom. Get knowledge. It's the principal thing. And all that getting, get and understand it. Amen. Praise God. The Paul goes on and says, The word also signified to look around about on every hand and be in every way watchful, weary, and cautious to avoid danger, discerns all enemies before they get too close. Amen. Don't let the enemy get too close. That's why Paul says, Don't give the enemy any room. Don't do your life to give him any room to blaspheme God. That's why the Lord told David when David did what he did. He says, you know, you've given the enemy every opportunity to blaspheme by your actions. See, you've got to learn how to live. You've got to learn how to conduct yourself. You've got to learn how to walk according to God's word. Look at Philippians 3.17. Philippians 3.17. Brethren, Be ye followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as you have us as an example. Now notice what Paul is saying here. You know, we're all about leadership training. We're all about, you know, discipleship training. Why don't we have some followership training? I think that's the most important training, teaching us how we need to follow Christ. You know, what, what, what did Paul say in 1 Corinthians 11.1? 1? Follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. And what did Jesus say? I've given you an example. 
I've already given you an example how you should live. I have given you an example how you should walk. I've given you an example how you should conduct yourself. Be followers of me as I am of Christ, Paul says. Paul says, I'm following Christ. I'm walking the way that Jesus wanted me to walk, and so therefore I'm following Christ, so I need you to follow me. Praise God. Look at Micah. Chapter 6, verse 8. Micah, Old Testament, chapter 6, verse 8. Micah here, writing, chapter 6, verse 8. He have showed thee, O man, what is good, and what doth the Lord require of thee, but to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly, with thy God. In other words, keep a heart of humility. Amen. Don't elevate yourself. Let God do it. Notice what Peter says in 1 Peter. Amen. Chapter 5, verse 5 through 9. Amen. Go there real quick. 1 Peter chapter 5, verse 5 through verse 9. Likewise, ye younger, submit yourselves unto the elders. Ought ye all of you be subject one to another? Be clothed with what? Humility. Keep yourself humble. Amen. Walk humbly. Learn how to have respect. Amen. Amen. He goes on here and say, For God resisted the proud, but he giveth grace to the humble. Humble therefore yourselves under the mighty hand of God, that he may exalt you in due time, casting all your cares upon him, for he careth for you. Be sober, be vigilant, because your adversary, the devil, as a roaring lion, walketh about seeking whom he may devour, whom resist steadfast in the faith, knowing that the same afflictions are accomplished in your brethren that are in the world. See, we've got to learn how to walk circumspectfully. We've got to learn how to walk humbly before God. Amen. We've got to keep a humble spirit. I think it came with your spirit. I think it came with the Holy Ghost. It's called meekness. Amen. So we have to have this humble spirit where we walk according to God's words and to God's way. Not with pride for heart. We already know the scripture tells us that pride go before destruction and a haughty spirit before the fall. So if I have pride in my life, then I'm not walking according to God's word. See? And it makes it easy for the enemy to take me out. But if I walk humbly, if I walk with meekness, if I walk according to God's way, as Micah says, what does the Lord require? He says that you walk justly and humbly. You've got to learn how to walk right and to be right and to do what is right. You've got to learn how to live. You've got to learn how to conduct yourself. You know, as Paul says, uh, you know, all things are not expedient. You have to be able to conduct yourself according to the word of God. Amen. We've got to learn how to possess this vessel, First Thessalonians 4, 4. Right? We've, we've got to learn how to take care of this thing. Live, man, live. <laughs> live according to God's word. Amen. It, it, it's joy unspeakable and full of glory. 
what, what kind of legacy are you leaving? What are you doing throughout the day? Are you living? Are you rejoicing? Are you excited? Amen. Are you just moping through the day? Yeah, whatever. Like Eeyore. What did Tigger say? The one thing about Tigger is I'm the only one. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> He's just bouncing all over the place, having a good time, cracking jokes, you know. But when we think about Jesus' goodness and what he has placed at our fingertips, I've got to dig for some things. I've got to search some things. I've got to go after some things. Amen. Look, when we look at Hebrews, as we've always was che- checking last Sunday, you, you, you think about it. They made up their mind. The Bible says if they had been mindful of the place they came out of, they may have an opportunity to go back. It says, but now they're looking for a better country. That is a heavenly, where God is not ashamed to be called their God. For he has prepared for them a city. And you think about what Jesus tells us in John 14. I'm going to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I'll come back and receive you to myself. That where I am, there you shall be also. So we're going to a better place. Amen. We're going to keep walking. We're going to keep looking. Israel had a promise. God says, I've got a land for you. Amen. And I'm taking you to a better place. But they got out there and they didn't live. Amen. All of a sudden, when they, when they saw the Israelites, I meant the Egyptians drown in the river, they grabbed a tambourine and they started dancing and having rejoicing. Why in the world did they stop? Why did it stop? See, they had the victory through praising God. They saw what God did. Amen. Don't ever stop praising. Don't ever stop worshiping. That's how we walk. Amen. What's the song said? This is how we overcome. He has turned my mourning into dancing. He has called, turned my sorrows into joy. Amen. We've got to keep praising him because whoso offered praise glorifieth me. And to him that order his conversational right will I show the salvation of God. You don't want to live all your life in the flesh. Come on. Live in the spirit. Walk in the spirit so that you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh, Paul says. We've got to have this joy, man. It flows. From the highest mountain to the deepest valley. What did the Lord tell Jeremiah there in Jeremiah chapter 2.13? He says, my people have committed two evils. They've left me the fountain of living waters, and they've hold themselves out cisterns, broken cisterns. They can't hold any water. That's a poor substitute, man. That leave the thing you have that's going to provide for you. Ain't no way. Amen. So we, we've got to learn how to be cautious and walk circumspectfully towards them that are without redeeming the time because the days are evil. See, I can't get caught up in the foolishness of this world. I'm not of the world. 
You know, people want to know, why, why, are you going to march in the street? Why am I going to march in the street for? You know, why? We have to realize that God is on my side. Praise God. We have got to understand that the enemy, the thief, comes not for the steal, to kill and to destroy, Jesus says. But I am come that you might have life and that more abundantly. So are we living? Is abundant life flowing? Do you get excited about God's word? Do you get excited about what God is doing? Amen. Don't let things... Don't let the enemy get a foothold. See, that's where Eve messed up. She let him get a foothold into her life. And it destroyed her. Amen. We got to learn to remain humble and walk humbly and walk circumspectfully according to God's will and God's way. Galatians 5, 24 through 26 Galatians 5:24 to 26 And they that are Christ's have crucified the flesh with his affections and its lusts And if we live what in the spirit and what should we do Come on let's walk in the spirit let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking and envying one another. Come on. If we live in the Spirit, let's walk that way. Let's walk the way God wants us to walk. Follow me as I follow Christ, Paul says. And what does the Lord require? That you walk humbly. Amen. He knows the thoughts that I think towards you to give you an expected end. Amen. So we learn how to walk in the Spirit. And not in the flesh. Because the flesh lusteth against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these are contrary the one to the other. So that you cannot do the things that you would. We are risen, Paul says in Romans 6, to walk in that new life now. Amen. We have to walk like he walked. How did he walk? He walked with compassion. He walked with resisting all evil. He walked with obedience. He walked with submission. He walked with a servant's heart. We've got to walk like my father. Amen. We want to be just like him. Amen. They walk. Amen. We must walk the way that he walked in everything that we do. And we must stay focused on the things that God has called us to do. Now, last week we was looking at Jeroboam and Rehoboam and how they messed around, amen, and turned the whole kingdoms upside down, see, because they did not take the counsel, Jeroboam did, uh, Rehoboam, excuse me, did not take the counsel of the old men, but he took the counsel of the young men. And we saw last week we should not walk after the counsel of the ungodly, Amen. Blessed is the man to what? Walk not in the counsel of the ungodly. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in the law that we meditate day and night. Amen. We've got to learn to walk the right way. This is what God wants. He wants us to walk circumspectfully. He wants us to walk 
humbly. He wants us to walk, <coughs> excuse me, according to his word. Whatever we find, as James says, don't just be a hearer of God's word. Learn how to be a doer of God's word. That's, that's the way we're going to get there. The more of God I have in me, the more of God is going to come out of me. Amen. The more brighter I'm going to be able to see where I'm going and where I'm headed. Amen. Each and every day. His word is a lamp. His word is a light. His word gives me strength. His word is forever established in the heavens above and in the earth beneath. Amen. We who have received and been taught the truth must be careful of our conduct. We've got to have ethics and etiquette in our lives as well. Remember, we reflect him now. And so I want everybody to be able to see Christ in me, the, the hope of glory. That's why Jesus says, you're salt, you're light. See? So i got to walk what he says I am. And the only way I'm going to do that is got to stay in the Spirit. I can't get outside of the Spirit. I can't let the flesh control me. I've got to walk and stay in the Spirit. His Spirit will lead and guide me and bring me to all truth. So if I've been taught truth, I've got to live truth. I've got to walk in the truth. I've got to stay in the truth. I've got to follow Christ. Amen. The same way Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. Amen. We've got to walk according to God's Word. Cautiously. Diligently. Avoiding. That's what Paul told the church at Corinthians. He says, there is no temptation taking you, but such is common to man. But God is faithful who will not suffer you to be tempted above that which you are able, but with the temptation also make a way of escape. See? You can avoid temptation. You don't give in to it. Because greater is he that's in you than he that is in this world. See, you, you've got to learn how to conduct yourself so that you know you're making right choices and right decisions. And that's where you go back to getting wisdom. When wisdom enters your heart and knowledge is present, discretion will preserve you. Understanding will keep you. Amen. You, you, you get it down in you. You need wisdom. Jesus Christ is the power of God, and he's the wisdom of God. So if you've got wisdom, then guess what? You've got Christ. It's the principal thing. It's the most important thing in your life. It teaches you. It guides you. Notice what it says there in Proverbs 8. I, wisdom, dwell with prudence. I find out knowledge of witty adventures. Amen. The fear, the fear of the Lord is what? To hate evil, pride, arrogancy, and the forward way do I hate. Notice what he says. Counsel is mine. And sound wisdom. I am understanding. I have strength. By me, kings reign and princes decree justice. By me, noble, uh, princes rule and nobles and all the judges of the earth. I love them that love me. 
and they that seek me early shall find me. Riches and honor are with me. Yea, doable riches and righteousness. All my fruit is better than gold. Yea, than fine gold and my revenue and choice silver. I live in the way of righteousness, in the mix of the judgments of them that love me, that I may fill their treasures. Amen. God wants to overflow you with stuff. But you got to learn how to walk. You got to learn how to conduct yourself. So you know how to live and walk circumspectfully. Amen. You can't walk and, and do wrong and expect good to come out of it. I don't know why people think if they do wrong, they're going to they're gonna be rewarded. It doesn't work that way. You reap what you sow. You make bad decisions, you're going to reap bad choices. I mean, there are consequences. That's just the way life is. You make good choices, you're going to reap good consequences. See, we have to learn how to walk. You know, Sarah gave Abraham the world, and then she expected good to come out of it. Think about it. Sarah gave Abraham Hagar. Uh, go into her. Don't you dare give your spouse to the world and think good is going to come out of it. It doesn't happen. The Middle East has been in trouble ever since. You know? She thought good was going to come out of that. You give your kids to the world, don't expect good to come out of that. It doesn't happen. You've got to learn how to walk. Amen. You've got to learn how to walk according to God's word. Amen. Satan will entice you. He will he will do everything in his power to get you off course. But you must stay focused. Paul writing to Timothy in Second Timothy here, chapter number three. Second Timothy three. Wow, time's slipping right by me here. Amen. Let me, let me back up a little bit, okay? Go back to the second chapter. Start with verse 19. He says, Nevertheless, the foundation of God standeth sure, having this seal, the Lord knoweth them that are his, and let everyone that named the name of the Lord do what? Depart from sin. Iniquity. So I can't walk in sin anymore. See, I got to be circumspectfully. I've got to be careful that sin does not sneak in on me. That I don't give the enemy any room to destroy me. I've got to learn how to possess this vessel. But in every great house, there's not only vessels of gold and silver, but also of wood and earth and some to honor and some to dishonor. If a man therefore purge himself from these, he shall be a vessel unto honor, sanctified and meet for the master's use and prepared to every good work. Watch this. Flee also you for lust and follow righteousness. Faith, charity, peace with them that call on the Lord out of a pure heart. Amen. We've got to 
follow the things that God is asking us to follow here. But foolish and unlearned questions avoid knowing that they do what? Gender more strife. And the servants of the Lord must not strive, must be gentle to all men, apt to teach, patience, and meekness or humility, and instructing those that oppose themselves, if God preventure will give them repentance to the acknowledgement of the truth, and that they may recover themselves out of the snare of the devil who have taken them captive at his will. We've got to learn how to walk here. We've got to be ready to teach. We've got to be patient. Amen. We have to be an example of them that is following Christ. And we've got to have the goods with inside of us so that we're ready to teach at every opportunity. And this world that we're living in, I hear people all the time talking about the end time harvest. Well, who's going to teach them if we're not walking the right way? Amen. People are going to be looking for people that stands out. Uh, They're going to be looking for them who reflects Christ in their lives, in their conducts, in their actions. We've got to learn how to walk in these last days. We've got to learn how to let our light shine. Chapter 3, Paul goes on. This know also in the last days, dangerous or perilous times shall come. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minders, lovers of pleasure, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof, from such turn away." For this sort of day which creep into houses and lead captives, silly women laden with sin, led away with diverse lusts, ever learning and never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now as Janus and Jambres withstood Moses, so these also resist the truth. Men of corrupt minds, reprobates concerning the faith, but they shall proceed no further for their folly shall be manifest unto all men, as theirs also was. But thou hast fully known my doctrine, manner of life, purpose, faith, long-suffering, charity, patience, persecutions, affliction, which came unto me at Antioch and Cordium and Lystra, what persecution I endure. But out of them all the Lord Delivered me, yea, and all that will live godly in Christ Jesus shall suffer persecution. But evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. But continue thou in that which thou hast learned and hast been assured of, knowing of whom thou hast learned them, and that from a child thou hast known the Holy Scripture which are able to make thee wise unto salvation through faith, which is in Christ Jesus. All Scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for corrections, for instructions in righteousness, that the man of God shall be perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works here. 
So Paul says, continue in the things that you've learned and knowing who you've learned them from. And that from a child, you've known the Holy Scripture. From a child, in other words, from your new birth. Amen. From the time you born again, you have learned the word of God. You've heard the word of truth, the gospel of your salvation. You will seal with the Holy Spirit a promise, which is the earnest of our inheritance unto the possession of the coming of the Lord. We've got to walk in this truth. This I say then, walk in the truth. Amen. And you will not fulfill the lust of your flesh. Praise God. The truth of God's word will lead us. It will guide us. We're in a dangerous time right now. And so, therefore, we've got to learn how to walk circumspectly. You should be able to see this whole passage right now around you being unfolded. So, more importantly, for you to stand firm and to walk cautiously, be on the alert. Believe me, the enemy is come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. But Jesus says, I'm come that you might have life and that more abundantly. Paul says there in Romans 14, 16. Let not then your good be evil spoken of. Be a Christian. Walk as a Christian. Let your life be a reflection of who you say that you are. Don't get tangled up in this ways of this world. Don't allow this world to steal your joy. Don't allow this world to steal your faith. Don't allow this world to cause you to go away from God's word to try to please people in the world. Stand fast in the liberty where Christ has made us free. Live according to God's word. Conduct yourself as a child of God. Amen. It is so important in these last days that you be true. To God in his ways, in every way, shape, form, or fashion. Amen. Treat people the way that you want to be treated. Let the golden rule always be in your hearts, in your minds. And I guarantee you will be good on the other side. And you will hear Jesus say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. Enter the joy. So we have to learn to walk circumspectfully. And we have got to learn not to walk in the counsel of the ungodly. Praise God. The greatest thing in all my life is knowing you. The greatest thing in all my life is knowing you. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. 
And all my life is knowing you. The greatest thing in all my life is loving you. The greatest thing in all my life is loving you. I want to love you more. I want to love you more. The greatest thing in all my life is loving Sweet Holy Spirit, sweet Heavenly Dove, Lord, stay right here with us, filling us with your love.
Amen. God bless you. Don't forget our services on Sunday. Amen. Nine o'clock. Don't forget our Father's Day offering this Sunday. Amen. Bring about a million dollars for the Father's Day offering. <laughs> All right. God bless you. We love you much. Have a good evening.